example, but that's kind of the main problem that artists come to us with. They think that there's one missing piece and when, when it gets solved, their career is going to take off. So I, what we kind of do and what mentoring as a whole does is go back to the root of the problem and kind of almost like artist development, which seems like a long lost thing nowadays. Um, and just helping them create a, a bulletproof plan, not just now, but for tomorrow and next year um, and all that. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm going to share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're going to show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, excited to be here today with Mac Boris. So Mac founded a company called Musician Guidance, which is a music, music mentoring platform that helps directly connect independent artists one-on-one -on -one with mentoring from some music industry leaders, including Grammy Award winners, celebrity coaches, and more. He's teamed up with the music industry's brightest stars in music companies across the globe with the goal of helping artists to get direct feedback and direct mentorship from people who've actually been there, who've actually done that. So it's super cool. So Mac, thanks so much for taking the time to be here today. Hey, thank you for the invite. I'm super excited for this and I love what, what you're doing with Modern Musician. So when I was asked to be a part of it, it was a no-brainer. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be great to talk about the power of mentorship in general, right? Like I think oh, yeah. mentors in, in my own life have completely changed who I am and, and where I'm at. And I think mentorship in its, in its nature is just so inherent to one of like the human needs, both to, to be mentored and also to mentor other people. And just as a study of success in general, like you know, no one who's achieving at the top of their, their industry just happened by accident. Like they all have mentors and they all have exactly. the, the Dumbledore kind of character who kind of like shows up to be able to, to help guide them. So it's something that's super important. So to start out with, I'd love to hear just a little bit about yourself and your story and how, how you got started with Musician Guidance. Sure. Yeah. I'd love to share it. It's, um, it was anything but like a traditional path. Like growing up, I was not a fan of music, to be honest. I wouldn't listen to it. And now I did play the alto saxophone for maybe four to five years, but that was it. I was kind of that. I was a weird guy that would get in the car and not listen to the radio, not have any song going or anything like that. And I think it stemmed from no one in my family, you know, sung or, or played an instrument or anything like that. And then in my car, I didn't have an aux, you know, cord or anything like that. I didn't have Bluetooth. I had a CD player and a cassette player, and I didn't have that at the time. So I just grew up not really, you know, involved in music. But that that really changed when I was going through some darker times in my life. And I know that sounds cliche. But I, I like found music and I went from not listening to it at all to listening to it 12 hours a day whenever I could. And that yeah. initially was Avicii on repeat. Hey, brother, especially. I probably gave him 200 streams a day. But just knowing how much music impacted me and how it helped me, I wanted to learn more about it and not so much learn how to make it because that wasn't too much of a passion of mine, but rather learn how to help others succeed. And I guess that kind of stemmed too from I have some really close friends of mine who actually just completed a six-city tour, I think it was, across Canada and the U.S. Mm -hmm. And I would go to coffee shops dating back to 10 years ago, watching them perform, watching them start out. And yeah. obviously I was biased, but I couldn't understand why they weren't breaking through. And then when I did eventually listen to the radio, because I did get into the radio, I know I'm a fairly young guy, everything sounded the same. And I just couldn't understand why artists that were putting in the time and creating actual art 
we're kind of being suppressed by this commercial music, what I'll call. So I wanted to get into to helping them. And I had no connections in the music industry, no knowledge of music or the music business, but I know what I wanted to achieve, which was mentoring. Because personally speaking, and I know we kind of touched on the power of it, I have had amazing mentors in my personal and professional life. I played soccer growing up quite competitively, and I, I know I had coaches that would you know, play in some of the biggest leagues, and they kind of taught me how to interact and how to act around scouts, right? And then as I, got, as I got into business, they helped me navigate potentially challenging issues. So I knew the power of mentoring, and I wanted to, to kind of bring that to the music industry, not that I was the first or anything like that, but it was just something I wanted to, to try and do on a greater scale. So that's that was the goal, but again, no idea how I was going to do it. So I went, picked up a phone, just literally would scour the internet, cold call people, send cold emails, listen to podcasts like this, and just connect with the guests. And eventually I was able to form two relationships with professionals. And that was great, but with two mentors, you're not able to reach you know the audience I wanted to. So I had to be creative. And that started out as running online music competitions in which I rewarded the winner with mentoring. And that was good, but I kind of steered away from my goal because I wasn't able to help everyone. So those that didn't win could still be falling into scams, could still be spending money on things that aren't going to get them to where they want to be. So I went back to the drawing board, did a lot more cold calling, a lot more listening to podcasts and reaching out. And I was eventually to able to form relationships with about 20 professionals, which I brought on when we launched Musician Guidance. So that's kind of been my journey to, to where I am. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, and I think that just hearing your perspective and your drive is something that hopefully people can kind of take away from from this is like starting out. I was the exact same way starting out on a musician. Same thing right. starting out my band, Paradise Fears. Like, and it seems like a lot of people that, that I meet, they started out and they had this hustle and this drive to like just go connect, to just go meet people and to reach out and to cold call and to like you know, start meeting <laughs> as many people as possible. And it's pretty amazing if you're willing to do that and you're willing to hear a bunch of no's or, or more likely just not get responses at all, but then you right. get those two people <laughs> who, say, who do get back to you and say yes, you know, that's a lot of times that's really how you can kind of get that, that first quote unquote big break. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. So, you know, now you've got this, you've got this crew of, you know, 20 mentors who are helping other artists. And mm -hmm. uh, I'd be curious to hear your perspective on like, what are some of the biggest challenges that you see artists struggling with when they first come to Musicians Guidance? Yeah, I mean, there, there's kind of the obvious ones, lack of guidance, lack of connections and all that. But I kind of want to take a step back because what I feel like we do is we kind of solve the root issue. And I think the biggest problem in the music industry is the industry itself and the environment that artists mm -hmm. are having to work in. Because mm -hmm. every day they're being beaten down with scams Right. And like if if we worked at a company and I don't know, let's say our boss tried to scam us, for example, the first thing we're going to do is pack our bags and leave. But unfortunately, you can't really do that in the music industry, because even if you block one scammer, you're going to be bombarded with another. Right. Or you're mm -hmm. going to go on Instagram and you're going to be hit with an ad for a service you don't need. And I don't want to get caught up on, on the scams because we definitely help, you know, kind of avoid that. But I think another issue that, that stems from that is people doing music for the wrong reasons. Like, I, and there are platforms now, which I'm sure you're familiar with, where you can get artificial intelligence to create a song for you just like that. You go on the website, 
insert, I don't know, pop rock, click generate, and boom, song's created. <laughs> out of curiosity, do you know what the names of any of those platforms are? I mean, I've started using AI mostly for like a cover art generation, okay. like Dolly. Yeah. Dolly is so cool. It's, yeah. yeah how, how does the, have you played around with any of the music ones and, and what do those look like? I haven't played around with them, but Apple just bought one out. So it's going to, wow. we're, okay. tre we're, we're trending in that direction. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. It is insane. And it's not necessarily the direction I'm a fan of. I'm quite passionate about speaking against it because I, <laughs> I feel like it's, like there was the new report put put out on a week or two ago now that there are a hundred thousand songs uploaded to Spotify now. And I don't want to say a lot of them are AI, but the problem with it is artificial intelligence is kind of suppressing artists that are investing in their music, putting hours and hours into their craft and all that. And it's taking jobs away too from producers, beat makers and all that. So I think that's kind of one problem. And then in addition to that, there are, you know, artists that are, I don't even want to call them artists. <laughs> there are people that are uploading like 30 or I think it's 60 second song clips to Spotify to try and get more streams, right? Mm. And I understand some people doing it in kind of protest for Spotify's poor payout. But I just fear we're on a slippery slope to kind of losing what we know and love about music through this technological era we're going into. Like, I mean, there used to be seven minute songs. Then it went down to five minutes. We're at three minutes now. And I just, I don't know what's coming next. And <laughs> 15 second moments. Yeah, there <laughs> <So> you go. <laughs> yeah. We actually, so, so we have a marketplace that we're creating right now for okay. what we're calling music relics, where we basically create like three different music assets. And one of them's an album, one of them's a song, and then one of them's a, a moment, which is a 50 okay. second clip. <laughs> but it is, you know, certainly our attention span seems like it's been trending, trending down. Sure. It, it, yeah. And it's interesting too, like when you mentioned the um, the amount of scams that are online right now, it's so so true. And and it seems like that's how that's the case in a lot of industries too. It's like not For necessarily sure. just exclusive to the music. Like I get hit up so I'm sure almost everyone listening to this gets like all bunch of texts and calls and spam numbers. It's like how is this even a even a thing? But certainly you know something to be aware of, especially like. When it comes to the Facebook side, there's a ton of people who get scammed where it's like yeah. it's a Facebook email that's phishing or it's like, hey, like your account's been blocked. Like just sign in here. <laughs> oh, I you know. sign in and then their Facebook gets canceled and disabled. It's it's, yeah. it's awful. It is. And as you touched on there, though, that's in any industry, music, film, mm. automotive, right? Whatever it is. But I, I think mm. in the music industry, it's almost creating another problem now, which is that because of these scams and these manufactured success stories you know and, and the false narrative i guess too being placed on artists that if they haven't really like achieved you know if they haven't sold 100 million albums or if they're not an international star by the age of 20 that they think right. and mm. it's it, it's it's sad to see and I, I feel like it's causing them to buy into things that you know aren't right for them at that point in their career yeah, that's that's a really important point. I feel like that this is one of the shifts and the the old model with major record label industries because there's so few like channels of distribution that mm -hmm. it was almost like either you made it really big or you didn't. And maybe yeah. you you've experienced this too or like the the artists that you worked with where it's like there's almost this weird expectation in the music industry especially that if someone asks like what's the name of your band and you say the name of your band and they don't recognize <laughs> you, then it's like immediately they're like oh like 
they're not successful, <laughs> which is so funny to think about. Like someone yeah. could have a six figure or even seven figure music career, but just because they're not like a household name, the first thought is that, you know, they're not, they haven't really made it right. They haven't exactly. quote unquote made it. So that's definitely an interesting narrative. What are your thoughts on, on that in terms of the, how things have shifted now with you know, maybe the internet as an equalizer and, and how people kind of reframe that thought of having made it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what made it means. It's kind of dependent on what success is to each artist. But I will say the internet is great in the sense it provided social media and a way for artists to release their music without going through, you know, a label or something like that. Because that really empowers the artist. They can upload it to TikTok now and reach a wider audience, which is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So so I think that that's great. But again, there's still that that narrative. Like I know a lot of people are being judged on how many social media the followers they have, right? Rather than how great of a song they can create. And it's just sad to see it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of an interesting one where it's sort of like, if you build it and they will come, it doesn't really work anymore because sure. you know, there's so, so much, so much information, so much stuff on online. Interesting too to hear the, the conversation around AI and the fact that you can generate music and tracks now automatically yeah. is pretty fascinating. It's cruel, no doubt, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's interesting too. Cause, I mean, I think it's an important conversation because I think that this is like a tidal wave that we're starting to experience right now yeah. in terms of like the rate of growth for humanity over the last you know few million years compared to like computers in the last hundred years is like right. the trajectory <laughs> is just crazy. Yeah. And so you're thinking about that in the short term and a bit longer term being like you know, 20, 50 years from now, what does that mean for us as creators, as artists and how how can we, how, how should we view AI and using, our, you know, this type of digital intelligence to help create music? You know, is it something that we should avoid or kind of push back against? Or is it something that we should be using as a tool? I will say with Dolly for like cover art, it's opened up this world where, you know, if anyone hasn't played around with this yet, if you go to openai.com and, and check out Dolly, Basically, if you have an, an album art for a single that you haven't created yet, you could go to Dolly and type in, you know, watercolor painting of a dog jumping over the moon while it <laughs> chases a bone that is like <laughs> held by a fairy princess. And if you type that in, like it's literally going to take like 15 seconds and it's going to pop out an exact image of what you described. And for cover art, it's pretty dang cool, right? And you know, it, it, it definitely kind of makes you wonder how long or if uh, how things are going to work out in regards to like musicians. I mean, for artists and, and mm -hmm. photographers, they might look at a tool like that and be threatened, maybe for good reason, because now like their role or their job is it can be replaced. And how should we navigate that wave as it happens? And there are jobs being displaced. You know, where should we focus our time to kind of be able to align with that that movement? Kind of big part of questions you're talking yeah. about right now, but I'd love to hear your perspective on, on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're at the early stages of it still, so I'm not sure how it's going to pan out, but I, it definitely could be a threat to them at the same time. And it probably is at the same time personalization and that human aspect is something people are always going to to enjoy and always going to want so i don't think that which i for a good reason i don't think that those people will necessarily like true artists in that sense and graphic designers and all that will lose their jobs which is good but they may you know get less work which is is not great in my opinion um 
I'm all about, you know, empowering people and all that. And I love technology. I wouldn't be sitting here without it. But yeah, it's a, I, I do feel it's a slippery slope. And I guess I think we're three to five years out really from, from all of this, from us kind of realizing where all this will take us. But it's a, it's a cool discussion to have now. Mm. 100%. Yeah, it's it's interesting too. The I don't know, kind of the equalizer. I guess the idea of being able to just because you can theoretically create this artwork, like you have to program it, I guess, or like you have to prompt it, and you have to. You, there is some like last mile delivery with it. Mm -hmm. So it does seem like the art. The people who will be most successful using a platform like that are probably the people who can best visualize what's the outcome or what's the thing they want to create. And then you'll be able to, I don't know, do 80% of the work just by having the AI generate like the part that it can. And then the last 20% being able to kind of like customize it or play around okay. with it yeah. or tweak it. So maybe in, in that standpoint, these artists, they might just be able to free up their time to kind of focus more on the, like you're talking about the personalization of those yeah. things. Well, that, that would be awesome. Yeah. Cause I mean, right now, like, they're wearing 20 hats. They're already marketing themselves. They're their own roadie, their own booking agent. So, I mean, if they can free up time and kind of work together, I guess, hand in hand with that and kind of add the personalization at the end. Yeah. I mean, that could be, that could be very cool. Yeah. That could work. Yeah. You know what? One thing that's kind of interesting, I've put a pretty good amount of thought into artificial intelligence or what I would, what, what I've been calling digital intelligence because I think okay. artificial kind of implies that it's fake or it's not real, but like right. it's, it is real. It's just a different type of intelligence. And in the short future, we probably, it won't feel right to call it artificial because it's going to be able to articulate itself, you know, as, as <laughs> well as, as humans. And it's interesting to kind of, yeah, to think about how do we navigate that, that path as it, as it's happening. And it seems like one of the last things that it will be able to kind of recreate is that you have the the human elements of of what we're currently doing and you know maybe that's the creative prompts or the the thoughts or the ideas or as as it relates to musician guidance you know and, and the type of work that we're doing here is like mentorship right and the connection mm -hmm and being able to be present you know with each other with like human to human contact seems like one of those things that is probably never going to be like able to you know, be totally replaced by by computers because there is like a maybe a core humanness to mm -hmm. it at least it seems like it <laughs> you know we'll see we'll see if like there's going to be super smart ai mentor bots that can like, <laughs> right. guide us in the right direction based on based on big data but yeah i would i would love to dig into that a little bit more in terms of like the mentorship angle and musician guidance and you know, what are some of the the patterns that you started to see around well, let's say that someone's listening to this or watching this right now mm -hmm. and they feel like and i think all of us kind of feel like this to some degree is like we feel like we need a mentor that's at the next level, someone that can help guide us and kind of and you know give us hands-on help like towards that towards that path. How do we find the right mentor? How do we kind of identify where should we be looking for a mentor, and what is it that you think kind of goes into successfully dialing in that process of finding finding the right mentor? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'd say definitely just look for someone that has achieved what you're actually wanting to do rather than mm -hmm. someone selling, you know, a course when they're kind of at the same stage as yourself. So, so learning from, from experience basically. And so when I was founding Musician Guidance, it was very important to me to bring on a mentor from nearly every niche in the industry. So, you know, publishing, label executives, managers, and all of that. So, 
So we kind of have someone there for you. And, and I think when you find a mentor, I think it's important that they empower you and they work with you to get you to the destination rather than do the work for you. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast. Or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our music mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire Music Mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're going to have our Music Mentor Spotlight series. And that's where we're going to bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now. And one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top-level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and, and maybe the most valuable is that you're going to have this, this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you want to take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, from there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast, supporting the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. Right. I think when you work together there and they let you fail too, because I think we, we learn a lot when we fail, but when, mm. you know, they're there to pick you up and then guide you back in the right direction. I think that's huge. And that again is, I think what, what I will say is, there are a lot of people with great experience and great resumes that you can find, but not everyone has the ability to be a teacher and to mm -hmm. mentor. And I think ensuring that they have that quality too, which is why I said I was listening to podcasts before I was reaching out to them, because I wanted to make sure that they could, you know, share stuff in a way that, you know, could help others. Right. So, so yeah, I'd say find, finding mentors that have experience in what you want to achieve and also have the ability to teach. And in terms of places to find them, I mean, obviously I'm going to say us, <laughs> there's modern musician, there's many places online, but I, I would, I would be patient in it. And I would, you know, because a mentor is someone you want to work with long time, long term. So I'd be patient with it and, and just, yeah, there's some great resources to find them. Mm. 100%. Yeah. There, there's some really good stuff in there. And it is kind of an interesting aha moment. I think it's sort of recognizing too, that, that finding the right mentor in a lot of cases, right, ideally, there's someone who has done the thing that you're looking to do successfully. Mm -hmm. So they have experience, they have context to it. But it also is true that there's some of the most successful mentors and coaches have never done the thing themselves. They're not like the top of the game, right? Like right. there's certain coaches who have the most winning, winning, winningest streak, but you know they themselves aren't the people, but they are able. To, they're great coaches. So it is sometimes a balance of finding finding those two things. Mm -hmm. And how about in terms of 
Oh, one other thing that I'll mention to you around mentorship is just that it seems like sometimes there's this sense of, I don't, like, I don't think it necessarily has to be like you choose one or the other. Like you only have like one mentor, exactly. you know, especially nowadays. Like you, if you want to master a topic or master something, you don't just read one book on the subject be like, got it okay i'm good yeah <laughs> right like it takes kind of exploring and, and reading multiple different books from different angles and you start to see wow like these books are kind of pointing towards the same concepts or oh they put it in this into different perspective and i hadn't really thought about it that way and it does seem like there's sort of a network that you know is one of the best the best things you kind of benefit yourself is to, to get different angles and different perspectives rather than thinking that like never like believing like one viewpoint saying like this is the ultimate only That's viewpoint there point. ever can be but there's you know there's different angles and different ways to to look at the the same thing that's a great point, Michael. And also nobody knows everything and no one can do everything. So it's important to find, you know, a mentor in each specialty, right? Or a service in each specialty. And and that's why I have no problem referring our, our clients elsewhere, right? If I think somebody can do something better, I'm gonna refer them to them. Mm. Totally. One point that you just brought up too that, that I think is really important is is sort of the role of a mentor to be able to guide guide someone, but that they're kind of taking you know, that they have to learn themselves too and kind of take their own steps. Right. When you think about Dumbledore, when you think about Yoda, like they're great <laughs> teachers, they're great like you know mentors, but ultimately it was Luke that had to you know, sort of take those steps, and it was Harry Potter who had to you know, take those steps, and it's us who are kind of leading the way, and we learn from different mentors, but ultimately it is you know something it's more about guidance as opposed to like doing the thing, right? As well as the point they made around making being willing to make mistakes and learning through those mistakes. Do you have any ideas around how? Because I. As someone who's made a lot of mistakes, I could, I could say that it doesn't stop. <laughs> like, like you keep making mistakes, you keep learning from them. But but one of the most valuable, most important mindsets and, and sort of like practices that has been learning from those mistakes and kind of put in coming to them at, at an appropriate time for like when the feedback you know, is, is not, so you can like adapt and learn from them. So I'd be curious to hear for someone who let's say that they have a, a mentor. Let's say that they're, that they're working with someone from like musicians guidance or they have a mentor in any area of their life mm -hmm. and they're looking to grow as quickly as possible. How do you recommend that they maybe set set goals and how do they course correct or how do they how do they set up a space where they can make those mistakes and and learn from them in the most effective way? Yeah, that's that's a that's a great question. I think it's just in terms of goals, you you touched on that so I'll kind of answer that first. It's setting first of all setting measurable goals right so you can actually achieve it if your goal is to get an increase in followers right well if you get one follower there you reach the goal right <laughs> but if you set you know reach ten thousand followers or whatever now you have something you know attainable that you can work through and then you can mm. kind of reverse engineer it and work back from there so let's get mm. five thousand followers you know in the next month and to do that you know let's get on three blogs, let's do four duets or whatever something like that mm. so just setting measurable goals in terms of kind of that what I'll call like a blueprint in, in terms of, I guess, going through that and, and checking in with mentors, it would mm -hmm. be to, and this is what we kind of do. We, so we listen to, you know, our, our clients, we listen to their challenges, we listen to their successes, we kind of figure out what's worked, what hasn't. And then we might propose something, right? Propose a strategy they try or give them something to think about. And then they kind of go off on their own, think about it, try something, and then come back to us and then we'll kind of assess results and go from there. So we have a marketing plan for, for example, and no two music journeys are the same. Everybody has a different story. So you can't really give like one 
plan for everyone, but we have like a list of like, I want to say it's like 50 to 100 questions that, that we kind of give out to them and they answer. So they get, you know, a crystal clear idea of what their music is, who it's for, what it can solve, what's like the personality of the music, all of that stuff. They come back to us with it. So they've done all the work. We kind of analyze it and then we propose a strategy and then we'll send them out with more questions. So they do it, come back to us. And then from that, you know, we'll, we'll kind of figure out which distribution channel is best, which message is best and, and all this stuff. So it's kind of just being set off in the right direction with almost like homework in which we, you can do it and then come back to us. And, and if you come back to us and we see inconsistencies with it, well, then, you know, we'll let you know, send them back out. And that would be kind of like a, I guess you could deem a fail, but it's just learning from it and then, you know, correct it and then, you know, go from there. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense. And, and it reminds me of you know, one of my, one of my mentors has this idea of like, everything is a test. I don't think they like own this concept, but just, <laughs> it's like, it's a great mindset. Just like everything is a test. Right. And and so it sounds like what you're saying is that you know, a good place to start is like first you set definite goals. So it's measurable, mm-hmm. you know exactly like you have I achieved it, yes or no. And you can kind of reverse engineer it. Right. And then from there, you know, you have to sort of set hypothesis or you have to set like a proposal or an idea of like, you know, I think so my goal is to grow 10,000 10, people on my email list or 10,000 followers on TikTok or Instagram. Okay, great. So now how do I do that? Like, what's the bridge? How do I do that? Well, hypothesis is, you know, I, if I, if I follow a hundred people a day that follow my favorite bands and then I reach out to each of them and I reach out to X amount of people per day, then I will be able to achieve this goal. And with hypothesis, like if it's, it's a test, right? It's like, okay, cool. So let's go and see what happens. Let's see if it works. And then you report back. So you basically come back and you look and you say, but were the results of this hypothesis? Like, was it right. accurate? Like, was it on track or is it not? Right. And it's a very like scientific approach to breaking down those goals and seeing like, are you moving in the right direction and, and learning from it? So I think that process is, is super smart that you just laid out. And, and that's a similar process to what I personally do and what I, all my mentors and the successful people that I know do themselves is getting clear on their goals, start testing things, experimenting and seeing what moves them closer to it and being willing to adjust and willing to learn based on what's what's happening. Yeah. Cool. What do you say are some of the other biggest, maybe let's say like mistakes or kind of just misinterpretations or, or what, what are some things that artists, when they come to you, they, they believe, but <laughs> ain't necessarily the way that it actually is. Where do I begin? No, I stand with the artist because I understand I'm not an artist, but you know, as an outsider looking in, I see what they're bombarded with. So I I always try to to sympathize with them. And a lot of the times it's just that they see the service and they feel it's the the missing link to their success, right? And Mm -hmm. like I I had an art, I'll give an example for this. I had an artist come to me the other day who you could tell he was kind of sad with the actualization of where he was at compared to the where, where the industry thought he should be mm. or told him he should be. So we saw this service for as a playlisting company when he mm. kind of came to me and he's like, should I do this? Like, I think this is just what I need for my big break. And it was a mm. reputable company, no problem referring him to them. But the problem in this example and in general is they come to us thinking that this is the be all end all when they haven't maybe thought of the next step. So I, I asked him, I'm like, you're going to spend X amount of dollars and you're going to get X amount of streams, right? Like on average. 
and then what? Right. And then he was like, well, people are going to love my music and they're going to go and buy my merchandise. So I entertain the thought. I'm like, okay, send me the Spotify link. I'll listen to it. I like the song, but I don't see where I can buy his merchandise. Right. So then I I go to him and I'm like, I like the song, but I'm sorry, I I can't support you because I I don't know where to buy your merchandise. And he's Mm -hmm. like, well, just look at my website. But how am I supposed to know that? So the, the, the missing link there was kind of creating the funnel to direct a first time listener into a diehard fan over time. And I think that's the main, that's one example, but that's kind of the main problem that artists come to us with. They think that there's one missing piece and when when it gets solved, their career is going to take off. So I, what we kind of do and what mentoring as a whole does is go back to the root of the problem and kind of almost like artist development, which seems like a long lost thing nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. And just helping them create a, a bulletproof plan, not just now, but for tomorrow and next year um, and all that. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's definitely a great takeaway that there's not one end-all be-all solution. There's not <laughs> one book that you read again where it's like, now I know everything because of this <laughs> one book. You know, it's all useful tools and perspectives, but like, you know, everyone has their own path and you're going to take things that you like and resonate with from one person and there's different tools that aren't going to work for you. And so you have to kind mm-hmm. of, in some ways, see what works for, for you. The uh, one thing that you just brought up that I think would be great to get your perspective on, because I, I know this is like a, one of the biggest challenges or, or things that I see people running into is, is using services that maybe either artificially or legitimately increase their streams on Spotify. And then they realize that there wasn't really a direct way to like connect with those fans or there's sort of this, this platform that they don't own, that they don't even know who those people are, if they're real people or not. Right. So I'm, I'm curious if you have any insights perspective on strategies for directly connecting with those fans in a way that you have more of a relationship with them as opposed to sending them to Spotify where yeah. you may or may not really build a deeper relationship with them? I mean, I definitely recommend they build an email list if they haven't already, because that is an audience that you own, right? And I know it's, it sounds weird to say that, but if, if Instagram goes down tomorrow, if Spotify goes down tomorrow, you lose kind of your following there. But on your email list, you... I keep saying own. I don't, I don't like that word, but you have access <laughs> you to them own, no matter what. You, you rule these people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I could it, definitely think of a better it's sure, word. It's sure, though. No, I mean, I, I think own, you, you don't own them like as a person, but like, right. you know, you own that list, right? Mm-hmm. Which is totally, totally true. Like if you're on Spotify, you don't own that audience list. Like right. Spotify owns that audience. If you're on Facebook, you don't own that audience. Like Mark Zuckerberg owns that audience. So mm-hmm. 100% what you're saying, like owning this list, this communication, this relationship is super important. And you, that's with Street Team, that's basically the the platform that we've built to help artists to be able to own their list or own their audio, their own their relationship is probably like a better that. way of putting like it. Like that. own yeah, their yeah. own their relationship with their fans. Like you don't better. necessarily own, own <laughs> well <your fans>. <laughs> but you can't own the relationship. So, so if uh, it might be something for us to connect on after, after this call or something, is sure. maybe doing a, a, a collaboration where we can we can sync up on the street team related stuff. But how about in terms of so when it comes to building an email list, mm-hmm. one how do you artists introduce themselves to new fans who might be interested in joining their email list? And then two, like, how do they position the offer to join their email list in a way that's actually valuable and sort of, you know, provide something cool for the fan rather than just saying, join my mailing list. (laughs) 
Well, you hit the nail on the head there. It's ultimately just providing value to get their email address. So however that looks to your audience, I mean, those listening are going to know their audience better than I will, but it could be releasing, you know, an unreleased song. So if you join my newsletter, I'll give you access to an unreleased song I just wrote. Or maybe it's if you join my email list, you can ask a question that I'll answer in an upcoming Q&A or, or just some piece of value that you're that is desirable to your audience at, at the end mm. of the day. If that's what it is in its simplest form. Mm. Totally. Yep. hundred percent. And the, the, the marketing industry calls this like creating a lead magnet, right? It's exactly. like having something that's a gift or something valuable to offer in exchange for, for them joining, or you could call it, we call it a fan magnet because <laughs> we're not like, because we're not very original and we just take like the, the ideas that are common ones and try to help you know, apply it to the music industry, but super, super helpful. And how about in terms of, um, in terms of finding those people and being able to position and communicate with them and build a relationship before offering them this, you know, this fan magnet or this gift to be able to bring them onto your community. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's about building credibility, which I, I mean, the, the easiest way to do, you kind of need money or you need time in a sense mm -hmm. to, to do that. And I think if you, if you have both, you're laughing. If you have, you know, one great, and I think using, Facebook, Instagram ads like that are a great way if done right. A lot of the mm -hmm. time people go in for the kill, so to speak, and they go right for the sale. But if you use them mm -hmm. as a way to maybe provide value for and then kind of hit them with an offer to join your email list, I think that's great. And I think using social media as a discovery tool and mm -hmm. then the email list as a way to nurture them, I think that is something that's going to be your best bet. So, so what I would do to be more specific is maybe put out a song on Facebook, on Instagram ads, show people your talent. And then those that maybe watch 15 seconds of it, you can retarget them with, with Facebook's tools, with maybe an offer to join your, your email list to then give them access to another song. And then once they're on your email list, whenever you release a new song, you can send that out to them. Whenever you have a story to share, you can send that out to them and you can create um, more of a personal touch and also longer form content too than, you know, on Instagram or TikTok, especially where you maybe got three seconds, right? On Instagram, <laughs> you can kind of, or sorry, on email, you can kind of bring them through a story. Mm. Awesome. Cool. Well, hey man, I appreciate you hopping on here to to share some, some insights. Less, I mean, and you're what, 23 years old. Did I get that yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, like you're already way more mature than I was when I was 23 years old. I was like living in my van, like you know, making all sorts of crazy decisions and mistakes. But <laughs> but thank you for you know kind of taking ownership of this role and, and looking to provide value and mentorship to, to artists. I think it's an industry that that really needs it, and it's part of our mission as well. I think that we're aligned in, in that way. So I'd love to be able to support and collaborate with you and with you know with your mentors as well. If there's anything we can do. To provide value and for anything for anyone who's listening to this right now who would like to learn more or connect deeper when it comes to mus musicians guidance mm -hmm. what's the best place for them to go to learn more yeah definitely probably our website so it's just musicianguidance.com or they can message that message us on instagram with the handle at musician guidance i also recently set up a, an instagram page i think i have one post now but it's just a way for me to personally connect with you know clients and, and artists and all that so it's at mac.b.music probably looks like a scam because i got one post and a few followers but i swear it's me <laughs> <laughs> awesome are you sure it's not like a ai bot version no. of mac that's generating like, <laughs> generate an instagram that accumulates twenty thousand followers 
Click. Someday. Cool, man. Well, hey, appreciate appreciate you hopping on here. And like always, we're going to put all the links and, and, and whatnot in the show notes. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Take care. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then I'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.